Board Wrestling Fan Radio is on the air. This is episode number 151, and I am your host, Think So Joe, along with JT. Mark! Hello. Hey, there he is, Mark! I'm cold. <laughs> and G. Kane, why you be tripping, fool? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I don't know where. <laughs> First off, I want to start out with, um, congrats to um gary barnage and his cleveland browns who are currently six and three unbelievable isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> cleveland of all teams well ever since they got lebron back you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aren't the Cavs like doing terrible with lebron <laughs> uh. yeah well i'm not i'm not gonna defend lebron but i will note that the heat had a pretty bad start when he defected yeah so it's uh it's not actually that big a surprise in the basketball world um i still think the guy's classless but like i said i'm not going to defend lebron my beef with him was just the way he left that's really it that's kind of like the that's that's the biggest asshole thing to do yeah i mean it's one thing to leave and it's another thing to televise it and make it a special and, and the fact of the matter is he did it in Cleveland, and the fact of the matter is, is he came back, and they're like, oh, oh, that never happened. It's like, dude. Yay, LeBron's back! But then again, we do it here in Syracuse whenever Carmelo Anthony comes back. So I, I, can't, really, I can't really shit on Cleveland too much for that, so. <laughs> uh. But our, our buddy Barnage is on the team with class, so there you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> One of those wins was against the Raiders. Wasn't hey, it? <laughs> I predicted that. Yeah. Except he didn't it's get his four. He didn't go. He didn't go Al Bundy. So. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't your team playing right now, Joe? They are. Do you have a TV set up in your studio so you can actually watch it? I would, if the freaking game was on TV. It's on TV. Oh, you guys got a funny. It's not. It's not, it's on TV. Here in Central New York, but not on Western in Western. This New is York. the it's the weirdest thing. Any time that the Niners are playing at the same time as the Bills, the Niners game is never on TV, even if it is a nationally televised game. And they're on different networks, so it's not like they couldn't show the Niners game on Fox. You, are you getting the wait? Are you getting the four o'clock game? Uh, yeah, we're getting the four o'clock game. Are you That's getting the four? Are you? I get I get the four o'clock. I'm getting well my Fox my Fox affiliate, which plays usually, which is the NFC affiliate, is playing the 49ers game now, and they're playing the four o'clock game, which I'm not sure which one that one is. I think the four and I think the four o'clock the is the game. huh the four o'clock. I think is the Giants. Yeah, we're getting we're getting we're getting the um the Bills game is on the on the CBS affiliate. Yeah, um, I mean I can understand. Okay, yes, we want to show the Buffalo Bills game. I, I get that because I live in Buffalo. I understand the Bills game has to be on TV. Provided that they sell out, which they have been, and, and and they've been winning, so good for them. But does that mean that they cannot show another NFL game when the local team is on? Does that make any sense? Is that well, is that like a rule? That thinking, that's what I was trying to ask you earlier. You've got okay, you've got the Bills playing the Chiefs, which is two teams that are five and three, and you've got the 49ers playing New Orleans. Yes those are two powerhouse teams but both teams are four and four and you've got i'm sorry i think that kind of that's what's kind of taking precedence that's what i was trying to try what what i wanted to explain to you on facebook is that i think that it's getting you've got that you got the two teams with the better records playing so it's going to take precedence over you know 
the 49ers and the you know the 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 the, four, the other the other teams you know but the difference being is that you be that you being in Syracuse which is not the local market for the Buffalo Bills realistic uh, technically yeah it is technically technically it's not technically it's not me being in Buffalo I'm wondering if there's some kind of rule where they can't show another game while the Bills game is on, but then again, that doesn't make any sense because I usually get the six, uh, the one p.m. Fox game, so I have no idea why this game's done on here, but it's on yeah, there. I, well, th- th- that that's the one thing that confuses me because, like I say, I, I've got I've got both I've got both of the Fox games today, which is the NFC, which is the NFC channel. I got both I get both of both of those games today because I think that's, that's that is the four o'clock game. It's the Giants and the Seahawks, and I just I I'm like. Hmm, I thought we'd get the, at least you and I'd get at least the same the same games, you know. Yeah, I, it's just the weirdest thing because it's supposed to be nationally televised, and I saw this map uh, that the Niners had put out yesterday with all the markets that are supposed to be carrying this game, and Buffalo was the same color as the rest of the markets that were supposed to be getting the game, and for some reason we're getting the uh, Fox program called Pollock. Hmm. See, I don't think we should have gotten either. We, you know, what game we should have got. That's why Mark hasn't said anything yet, because he's playing in, in, at Wembley Stadium right now. <laughs> uh, what, what's the Wembley Stadium game, anyway? Oh, <laughs> uh, Dallas and ja- Dallas and Oh, that's, that's right. I just saw a highlight right before I came in here. <laughs> well, I, I think the reason is that he's wondering how this relates to wrestling. And I'll tell you how it relates to wrestling, because it does. Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White. No, it's Michael all about the Michael. network. All about the network, baby. This well, I'm just saying all the pl- all the NFL players that have been in re- wrestling. Nope, that's well, not it at all. It's all about the network. It's all about availability. It's all about being able to watch what you want to watch and being told it's nationally available when it's actually, in fact, not. Just like Canada <laughs> and the Rogers, and now like the UK and Sky- yeah, and Sky. Uh, well, I want to call them Skynet, but uh, it's not really <laughs> Skynet. I-, I will tell you how this relates to wrestling, and that is that the Buffalo Bills were in fact at Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Well, it's another one. Oh, yeah. I forgot that show's still on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but that show's still Wait, on. People were at Raw. I didn't hear anyone. I'm, I, I'm, I I'm upset because I only have two more Nitros left before I'm, I've watched all of them that are on the network. I'm <laughs> happy because they're really adding cool. like 40 new episodes of ECW. <laughs> With my luck, it'll be the sci-fi ones. <laughs> oh, we lost somebody. Did I lose everybody? No, I'm no, here. I'm okay, sorry. we lost G for oh, a second. G. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> you know, I just got quiet as soon as I heard the dink. But yeah, no, I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, I got one of the ones from 1990s. Because it's, it's really getting... The thing is, this was what I, this was the part that I really loved about, you know, it's Potty, Piper comes in. Piper's cut, cutting some of the best promos I think he's ever cut. You know, because it's almost like he's shooting on on it, and it's like this is the build up to the Starcade match, which blew, which was blue chunks that made Alicia Fox versus um, Melina look like a five star <laughs> classic. But um, I, I'm just like, oh shit! I'm like, oh man, this is over. <laughs> it's gonna end. No. Be done with this like next week, and I just don't want it to end. This is like the icon versus icon match you're talking about, right? Is that what mm-hmm. we're talking about? <laughs> Jim Cornette came on on TV, and he's like, those two are <laughs> icon versus icon. The icon of pro wrestling is Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <sighs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah and I, I watched the Jericho. 
Oh yeah, another thing. Happy birthday to Chris Jericho. It's his yes, happy birthday, birthday, Chris Jericho. And I watched the um the 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 Monday Night Jericho, or whatever Monday Night War on Chris Jericho. Yeah. This week too, which I thought was pretty good. You know. I, they're so one-sided with those Monday Night War episodes. <laughs> I didn't think this one was one-sided per se. It was kind of basically Jericho basically saying what was happening in his books. It was like you know. Well, I mean the thing the thing is like the Jericho one you expect to be pro WWE because he has he said in the past like WCW is terrible to work yeah, for. Well, they, they well listen. He came in. He got over and. Then he got the Teddy Teddy Long stink on him, and of course he didn't. He wouldn't do tag match, so I'll be here all week. Um, but you know, it was just he, he he was over. Like by the end of '96, he was pretty over, and it was just I just think I don't know where it kind of went. Well, he came out and he said in the thing, he's like, you know, you get in with the NWO, it's like your push is gone. <laughs> you know. You don't get put over for anything, and that's what he right. ended up getting in involved with the NWO. You know, is anybody here? I'm here. Okay, I think, <laughs> like I, I think Mark's quiet. pretty sure Mark's still here. Yeah, <laughs> what the, the hell happened to G? G got disconnected somehow. I'm sure he probably had to reboot his computer or something. He will uh, at some point let me know what's going on. I'm sure, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just. I don't know. It was just you know, like I watched them. Like okay, because I haven't watched a few of them. Like I'm, I'm going. I'm being full selective with it. Like since, since they took the two week off, two weeks off or whatever they took, I'm like okay, no. Like I think this one's was like the um rock or something on the rock. I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching that. I've already heard enough on how he's come up in this business. I don't yeah. need to watch. You know, hit them stroke his ego so he can do another. He can do a, a WrestleMania, um, segment next year. Yeah. Oh man, just I, you know, like I said, these are like very one-sided, and like the the Goldberg one, which should have been like this is the WCW episode of this program. The Goldberg one was well, you know, WCW had Goldberg and they fucked it up. <laughs> like, well, that's kind of true, but still, Isn't that what all of them are. Yeah. WCW had this. They fucked it up. We made it better. We're awesome. Yeah, that, that's, that's that's basically what the Monday Night War is, and, and and if you live in the United States, you could get that right now for free, unless you're already paying for it, like me and JT. Hey, I don't care. <laughs> I like it. You know, you know what I like. You know, as much as I shat on it this year, once I got it on my TV, I can't I can't speak bad. The only thing I can speak bad about it is, you know how you can like watch a movie on Netflix and you can stop, you know. You can walk away from. You can pause it, walk away from it. You know, come back or even stop the movie, stop mid movie, mid TV show, and come back where exactly we left off. You can't do that on my TV. You pause it. You can't walk away from TV and go be gone for ten minutes because it says loses. It loses. It says error, lost stream. And you can't. You got to remember. You've got to. If you stop it, you have to remember where you were. You have to check the time so you can. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward to the closest approximation to where it was because you don't get it won't you, you it doesn't start back up where you left off. Those are my only complaints. But other than that, it's like okay, this is you know I'm I'm I've got I can honestly say I didn't I don't feel ripped off. I'm not I've gotten my money's worth. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean you know it's it, but you can you can actually uh, 
pick up where you left off on the Roku player, which I have. Uh, and I understand that that functionality is being rolled out to uh, other devices later on. I think G's back. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why this fucking Skype update keeps crashing me out every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I was going to say, that's two weeks in a row you got uh, disconnected from us. Okay, so what were you going to talk about before you... Good, this is a good thing we... I. We we ch- we chatted. We we didn't sit here waiting for you to come back. We chatted. So, but what were you going to talk about before we you you were interrupted? I don't know. We we're cut off. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. What we, I I know I mentioned Monday Night Raw and the Bills were yeah, there. I, and, I think that's where we were talking. We were talking about, and I just went. I just went into my WWE network watching while you were off. So, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I lost my train of thought, and I was just busy getting mad at my computer (laughs) it's all good it's all good um but yeah it's uh i I was i was at monday night raw this week it was a birthday present (laughs) and uh yeah my my wife was with me my wife's a uh, huge wrestling fan too but she was falling asleep and uh i was like well you know if you're gonna fall asleep just wait for the big show mark henry match (laughs) because I mean, how many fucking times do we got to watch those guys wrestle? You want to talk about John Cena and Randy Orton? What about these two? It's like, how many times in the last 20 years have we seen these guys wrestle each other? (laughs) Quite the rivalry these two have had over the years. I'm just surprised. Any, I would be surprised if I found anybody that was shocked when Mark Henry turned on Big Show last week. Serious. How did you not see that coming if you didn't? But I digress. Uh, I, I've been told by people who watched Raw on TV, hey, at least you got to go to a good Raw. And then I say, well, good for who? And good for what time period? Because, you know, like, it's good for this time period, but if this was 10 years ago, well, maybe 15 years ago, I would have had a good Raw from start to finish. <clears throat> and, and I... I point to the WWE Network for that. and I, In fact, I wrote an article about that on the, uh, on the site earlier this week. Which uh, you can read by going to boardwrestlingfan.com. But basically the idea is I could pay 12 bucks or 13 bucks, whatever the tickets cost now for the Empire State Wrestling shows. And I could go be entertained for three hours. And, and have much better seats. As opposed to the thirty-something dollars a ticket I bought for this particular show, for pretty good seats, in you know, given where they were, and a pretty okay show. I wouldn't say it was a good Monday Night Raw by any stretch of the imagination. If if you've been watching older Raws, you know, it, it's almost like okay, we can't have jobbers anymore. We can't have a Barry Horowitz or or a Barry Hardy or a Dwayne Gill or a Reno Riggins. You know, we can't have those kind of guys anymore. But what we can have is superstars like Zack Ryder on the show. <laughs> like, okay. Well, you're gonna give me Zack Ryder versus Rusev. Yes, after the big show and Mark Henry and and everybody else lost to to Rusev. You're gonna give me Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder's gonna be the guy to beat him. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm sure of that. So we can't have jobbers or 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 uh, what's enhancement talent. So we have these 
jobbers to the stars like Zack Ryder come out and they're going to wrestle and they're going to that's supposed to be entertaining when I've had you know 15 years of big superstar versus big superstar on a Monday night show they don't build their undercard at all that's my problem but overall I thought the show was okay the article was accurate we did see Sami Zayn at uh, my my friend saw Sami Zayn at Monday Night Raw I had already left to go get coffee because it was fucking cold out uh, and I, I saw the Ascension out there, but, you know, why bother using them on TV? Though, all three of them and Adrian Neville got used in Albany. <laughs> the SmackDown tapings, go figure. But what'd you guys think of Monday Night Raw from watching it on TV? That's That's the question, I guess, because apparently what you saw on TV and what I saw in person, according to some people, was a little, uh, you know, difference of opinion. Maybe more entertaining on TV. Now, were these other people you're speaking to drunk or high on illicit narcotics? They could yeah, have been. I, I thought it was pretty bad. I think the legend of the post-WrestleMania crowd is dead. Because were you all just sat on your hands or something? Oh, Buffalo is a terrible freaking market for wrestling. And, and, and it never used to be that way. This used to be a, a hotbed for pro wrestling. But now you've, and now nobody is like... Nobody's cheering. Nobody's making a lot of noise. It's just, okay, this crowd sucks. Well, no, it's because the show, you you actually nailed it in your article, and you talked about, uh, you knew all the outcomes of the matches before they were, with the exception, I guess, of the Seamus Tyson kid thing. Um, yeah, that was quite a surprise. I actually went to the bathroom during that match. Cause like, oh, I love Tyson Kidd, but I really got to take a piss, and there's no way he's going to win. And yeah. I get back well, to my I get back to my seat just in time to see him win. <laughs> I came away with three points from Raw um, that were relevant. First off, was it was a Triple H show, um, not, not terrible version of it. Uh, no. I thought he was doing his job in storytelling with Cena away to try to at least move the Survivor Team's uh, storyline thing forward. I thought that was done effectively. I got three of them, but I want to hit each one individually with you guys. So, uh, what did you guys think of the Triple H show? It was great. <laughs> it was his under retention. It's it, great. It it was understandable given how he was made the center of attention because if Survivor if he loses at Survivor Series, he loses his job. So I'll I didn't mind I, it too much. I'll tell you what, I was very excited to uh, to we had Vince McMahon, and that was a nice surprise. Of all the places Vince McMahon can make a TV return, he came back in Buffalo. <laughs> so that was a nice surprise. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, probably the the segment that was putting my wife to sleep the most was probably the in-ring with Triple H and, uh, and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, That's I, not true. That's not true. I don't put anybody to sleep. I actually kind of enjoyed that, uh, that uh, segment, to be honest with you. I, I thought... Uh, you know, hey, finally they're letting Dolph Ziggler stand up to the authority and and be uh, Dolph Ziggler. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, 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 I like that it too. I I think um, <clears throat> this this whole free free per month thing uh, that they're doing, they really have to generate interest in telling a story. Will it succeed? Will it fail? Time will tell. But uh, that was 
I, I felt they accomplished moving it forward at least a step and I, I have to give them a thumbs up in that regard it, it was I think I watched those segments without even considering fast forwarding whereas I think every single match just about on the show got the uh, the thumb treatment <laughs> for me um, it's also nice to see Ziggler being treated as important yeah I mean, Triple H was making excellent points and trying to grab him for his team. Mm-hmm. That's right. It, it, it's, you know, the thought process being that, you know, Vince McMahon is coming out and more or less ultimatum time, you guys win or you're out of power. Now, of course, that leads me not to the second point, but begging the question, what's on the line for uh, Cena's team? Nothing. Uh, the implication is that if if Cena's team loses, they'll just be treated like shit for quite a while. Well, I believe we can assume that, but did you guys think there should be something a little bit more um, tangible, perhaps? Well, the, the way I would like to see it go is if Cena loses, and he loses against Lesnar, then that's it, no more championship matches. But I don't know if they would do that. Or at the very least, you take away his number one contendership and you give it to, like, one of team authority like whoever pins john cena gets the title shot you know <laughs> that would be good something too. something like that yeah but you're right i i think uh you know to mark's point i do believe that the idea is more or less that if cena's team loses everybody that joins team cena is going to be treated worse from now on well i hope not because that kind of sucks yeah i, I um, agree with that <laughs> everyone will become brie bella <laughs> that would be good. That actually, I would like. That would be um, kind of like for first GM. They did that one year. Or Maven. Hey, Maven fan, how you doing? Got to uh, run Raw, and then Randy Orton got to run Raw, and they all had their week. I don't know when that was. 2003, 2004, or something like that. Somewhere around Aurora, there. Yeah. Aurora Rose made a sign that said, "If Cena loses, we riot." <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, if they do like the number one contendership deal with Cena or no more championship matches with Cena would there not be a motivation to join Team Cena to make him a lose so that you can open up a spot that would be an interesting story development to go to as well though Yeah, exactly. and that can be Randy Orton's motivation for joining Team Cena to, does have to that subtly song. hint I'll fuck you over yeah well he also has that rematch he never actually got right Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, God forbid I remember a month ago, um, WWE. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I think, you know, you, uh, you guys more uh, or less suggested what I was thinking I would have. be... Well, it, and it would, it, would, it would create a very opportunity for a logical, heelish tactic or turn by anybody who's okay. a face right now, you know? Or, or somebody who could play like play nice and pretend they're on their team and then pull a crude angle and then fuck over the other team. Yeah, that, that can be Orton's motivation. I'll join you to beat up Seth Rollins, but don't expect me to help you if someone's about to pin you and take your championship away. That's right. And there, there's a number of guys that they could elevate as well if they don't go with the Orton route. Um, I mean, there's more potential with something like that. Like you said, uh, Mark, opening up a, story, a lot of storyline op- options. Um, I mean, Orton seems like the logical go-to. Uh, not what I would do. I would pick someone you need to elevate because of you know all the injuries and stuff. Even if it's a short-term thing, I mean, it could be as simple as getting Ryback in there, who's obviously come back to quite a bit of fanfare. Um, who knew? 
absence makes the heart grow fonder, I suppose, or hungrier in this case. You know, it's interesting because I, I never watch WWE superstars because it's two matches full of nobodies and basically the other half hour of the show is Monday Night Raw. But I decided to watch it this week just because, hey, I was there. I might as well watch it. And, and that's the only time I do watch superstars is if I go to Monday Night Raw the, the same week. Uh, and they had the little backstage segment that didn't air in the first Niagara Center uh, with Ryback and Curtis Axel. I've not seen it, but I hear it's very emotional. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> they decide <laughs> to go their separate ways. <laughs> They go their well, separate go their separate ways, and they you know, oh, we're Rybaxel, Rybaxel, ah, perfect, better than perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it actually wasn't a bad segment, but they didn't show it in the arena, so it was actually if you didn't watch WWE Superstars, you missed this. Like, really? They'll they'll show it again. Oh, I'm sure they will, I, but like, you know, and they talked about it on SmackDown, so yeah. And, and I'm sure that we all see it on Raw next week because, of course, Superstars airs on what Tuesday or whatever. Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Well, either or, it doesn't air anywhere near here. So. Right. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did want to get to a couple more points. If unless somebody wants anything to add. To, no, go uh, go right ahead. I was okay. just going to say one big problem I have with Triple H right now is what happened to the Triple H who chastised Vicky Guerrero for treating people like shit because they rebel. You're not supposed to remember that. <laughs> that was yeah, that was that was more than a month ago. as well. Who, who's Vicky Girl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. She's she's dead, <laughs> not literally, but to them, she is <laughs> right. <laughs> it, she wasn't it, even acknowledged in that special SmackDown. <laughs> I I think that that's certainly a great criticism, though. I mean, it's one thing to like, okay, let's forget like a a match between. You know, Triple H and The Undertaker happened 10 years ago versus what happened like a couple months ago. Like, if you're telling a story, don't forget about positive plot points you have that can actually, you know, move things forward. It's what, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people might criticize, you know, TNA for a lot of things, but one thing that they do manage to do is remind fans of things that happened a number of years ago in some instances and actually make that part of the logic of their booking. I think WWE could certainly benefit from that. If, if they're going to take anything from TNA's demise, I guess they, they're not going to pick up talent. Maybe they can pick up memory. You know, get some RAM. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's... <laughs> You know, it's it's ECW week on the WWE Network starting tomorrow night, and one well, thing. Let's put that off and talk about Raw. Well, about I, I want to. I just want to. Well, it it ties into what we're talking about now is okay, the, when ahead. Ian and Axel Rotten lost a match where it says these two can never be a tag team again if they lose this match. They didn't go back and team them up again. You know, three years later, you know they they stayed separate for the rest of ECW's existence, and. That's to the point of, you know, anything that happens today in WWE, which say we did have this story where John Cena loses his title opportunity and can never get another shot at the WWE title as long as Brock Lesnar's champion, and then he gets a shot in February. <laughs> you know, yeah. like like that's you know that's my that's my point. But go ahead, go on with uh, your uh, points I, you were making. I, well, I know you want to talk about ECW, but 
And we will. We'll get sure. I know we will. Okay. Um. Make me sweat. Hot tub. Couldn't get wet. Huh. Hi. New day. Xavier Wood's new uh, character, James Brown, creatures thingy. Uh, black people dancing again. <laughs> what else is new? Yeah. Like I okay. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually did like the vignette. I, I liked it because I liked how Xavier Woods actually delivered it. I loved his facial expressions. I loved his emulation of the James Brown personification. I, on an entertainment level, he killed it. He, you could tell he went all in and did his best to make it good. Does that actually make it good, though? And that's... Uh, I think I say no. I think we're going to get a lot more outrage from a certain community of both fans, white and black, and of all other racial descents. Because this is so fucking obvious. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Again, I guess tying into memory. Alberto Del Rio. What the fuck is wrong with this company? I'm running it. I say, well, they're incredibly the racist, obviously. And, uh, uh, well, we're not racist. Like I, I, I kind of want the gimmick to succeed because I love Consequences Creed. He was awesome in TNA when they let him work. Uh, you know, a little bit that he did in NXT, he was putting on good matches. He's still really young and really athletic. It's just such a shame that if they're going to go this route, it seems destined to fail. Well, my wife. Com- it is also interesting that the last time we saw him in the um, you call it X- Malcolm Xavier, whatever you wanted to call it, one of his points was how badly the company were treating black people, and now he's blacker than ever. <laughs> well, you know, my wife had pointed out, you know, this is a. Uh, it, it's not necessarily hey he's James Brown because he's black. It's you know he's a charismatic preacher. Uh, kind of gimmick. Uh, at, at uh, she she called it a uh, charismatic church, which is like where they do the gospel kind of thing. And I don't I don't necessarily know that that's a uh, just a black thing. You know, although it is, I would imagine predominantly, you know, populated by by African Americans. But uh, you know, I I can understand where people would see racism in this. But at the same time, it's kind of like, hey, man, this is what. This is basically what he was doing anyway, other except uh, he was throwing a lot more Power Rangers and uh, Dragon Ball Z references. And he was more dancing rather than singing or dancing. And well, that but the jacket spot that's ex- almost oh, exclusively that's, associated with yeah. Brown. Oh, absolutely. And my wife's telling me, "Oh, this is charismatic preacher. That's what he's doing." I'm like, "He's doing the James Brown thing. It's it's obviously James Brown." <laughs> you know, but. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's we'll we'll see where it goes. It's all we can really do, right? It's <laughs> just wait and see. I think a lot of people are also disappointed because their new nation fell through, and that's what they really wanted. And instead, they're getting dancing black men. We don't necessarily know that it fell through, though, because they could add them, uh, being Kofi and uh, and Big E, uh, over the next couple of weeks with similar vignettes. Uh, they are yeah. teaming on the house shows. They also could add the uh, the Funkadellas and just have them taking the jacket off. No, and no, no, no. Me and Stephanie did a did a, a very very a very thorough researched poll in the Levesque house. We asked all three kids 
And they love dancing black men as their favorite game. <laughs> I can believe that. And it came Vince approved, too. So what was the other point you wanted to make? The other thing you wanted oh, to bring the, up? It should be it's pretty obvious. It's the, the big elephant in the room. Um, we, we discussed this last Sunday. We were talking about how important this push is for getting people to subscribe to the network and what they did do. What, what they, we were asking, what are they going to do? What are, what's going to be the big hook? And I'm going to commend them for this. I know some people are complaining about it, but I, I won't. I mean, I would have liked to have seen our real main event. Um, but from a marketing standpoint, it's fucking brilliant. And I'm going to give them credit where credit is due. Have a title match that the title changes hands and you can only see it on the network. This is fucking Cartman uh, land level intelligence. This is smart marketing. Um, yeah, I understand there's people, especially in certain markets like the UK that were supposed to have the network that kind of do have a, a legitimate gripe. Um, or myself who's told that the network's available in my nation when it's clearly only available to like 20% of it. Um, and I'm stupid for not ordering it. Thanks. Oh, smart. Look at me. But on the same level, fuck us. Like it's they're trying to make money. <laughs> Their company's bleeding it, dude. So with all all those obvious criticisms aside, that's my take on this. I've seen sh- tons of stuff online, people complaining about it, and I don't see a lot of people actually pointing out, hey, you know what? From a marketing standpoint, ten out of ten. I give it a ten out of ten, man. That's brilliant. Well, I want to know what you guys think about it because uh, I'm not. I'm not really upset about it. I, I think it's. I think it's actually a, a smart move. No, I'm not that upset about it either. I, like you said, it was a smart marketing move. They. I think they should keep doing this. Yeah. I mean, putting matches on the network is one thing, but putting important matches that you should see is a whole little thing. A whole other thing. Mm-hmm. The problem is that half the crowd left. <laughs> Yeah. That is how, how empty was that arena, oh Joe? You were there. Yeah, half the crowd left because, oh, Monday Night Raw is over, let's go. Uh, and I, I think a lot of that was we were advertised to have a uh, Seth Rollins-Dean Ambrose street fight main event, which, of course, co- a card subject to change, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but instead we get Rusev versus Sheamus with the obvious ending of Rusev winning and, and being the U.S. champion. So I think a lot of people are just like, ah, oh, screw this, let's go home, let's beat the traffic, let's go home. And so that, you know, my wife wanted to leave early too, but, it, but because we take the bus and there was no bus for another 45 minutes, it was like, okay, what's the point of us leaving? <laughs> you know? Let's stay in, let's stay warm, and let's, uh, you know, <laughs> let's watch the, uh, you know, let's watch the WWE Network exclusive match between Sheamus and Rusev that Rusev is obviously going to win because hey look you can see the flag thing hanging there mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go <laughs> that, that does kind of give it away but I didn't think about that <laughs> Zack Ryder came out uh, during the commercial break right everything's dark because that's what they do. They go dark during the commercial breaks. They show you a couple of, uh, you know, ads. You know, but for the most part, it's dark in the arena. When the lights come back on, you could see the thing that that they keep the flag in, and it's going to, you know, go off, and we're going to have the Russian flag, and it's like, okay, so he's wrestling Rusev. Gee, I wonder who's going to win this match. 
And then later on, of course, we by that point, if you were on Twitter, you knew about the uh, WWE Network exclusive U.S. title match. And after the Ryder match, they you could see them stuffing the flag back up in this thing, you know, this little contraption they have, raising it back up, and then they lowered it back down for the Sheamus match. It's like, oh, well, yep, obvious ending is obvious. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, that's a good point. And, I mean, that there's an easy way to solve that. It's just have the flag come down on his entrance. Yeah. So you always see the flag, you know, at the beginning of a match, and then you, but you don't know if you'll see it at the end. Yeah. I don't know how that contraption works. If it, if it's you know the way it's designed, if it they can easily retract it. No, they they had like five guys over there like stuffing the thing back up in there after the Zack Ryder match. If if they could fix the apparatus to retract it like immediately, like I don't know whatever you call those overhead not overhead. Uh, yeah, yeah, the overhead projection screen type of deal, right? Yeah, yeah. If they if they could just make it work like that, then they could solve that problem. But if if it's like you've described it, yeah, they're 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 totally that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it just, it telegraphs the ending because it's like, oh, there goes the flag thing. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, uh, the only other way around it, if they don't fix the gear, is uh, they have to have the announcer start saying like, "Will the flag come down tonight?" You know, there it is. Like, at least like to address it. Don't pretend it's not there. Actually, make that that part of Rusev's story, you know, on on audio. Like, there's ways around it, but it's <laughs> a really good point, Joe. Just going to Monday Night Raw just kills the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really does because you see, uh, the opening opening match was Dean Ambrose and uh, Cesaro, and uh, Bray Wyatt comes out. Like the lights go out, and you, next thing you know, Bray Wyatt's sitting on the on the entrance ramp. At the end of the match, Dean Ambrose is looking up at him. The lights go out. I'm on tw- I'm on Twitter, so I'm not like paying that much attention. My wife's like, "Did you just see him leave?" Like, no. She's like, "He just I totally just saw him walk away." <laughs> and the lights come back up, and it's just the chair just sitting there rocking. And then you see the camera guy get up, go over, push the chair, and get back <laughs> over and start <laughs> filming it again. It's like, oh well, you know, that's that that kind of sucked to to yeah. actually see that happening. I heard someone say that it really killed the magic to see the cameraman run over and push it some yeah. more. Yeah, <laughs> it's just okay. That's awesome. kind of that's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of like seeing them set up Kane's pyro before a match that doesn't have him in. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who. I wonder if he's gonna run in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just you know some some of the illusion is taken away by seeing the show live. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to say that I wouldn't go to another WWE live television of a uh, live television taping or or you know, uh, you know, like a Raw or a SmackDown or a pay per view. That's not saying I wouldn't do it again because I do enjoy my WWE. Uh, live experience most of the time. Just uh, maybe I wouldn't go in Buffalo again. <laughs> I might travel to like Pittsburgh or something, you know. And that, that's not also not including just the kayfabe killing of seeing the guy get up at the end of the match and just walk off fine. Yeah. <laughs> like at least they took Orton. Someone lying half dead in the ring, but for the live crowd, they just get up and walk off. At least they took Orton out in a stretcher. <laughs> The cameraman go in and like help, like tie him in, or 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but Orton was super over on this show. I mean, you guys know, and I'm sure it's probably in the news, but you guys know, at the beginning of the show, they said, John Cena is not here. We're and offering refunds cheered. for 20 minutes. <laughs> The crowd cheered, and maybe like ten people got up to go get the refunds. I I honestly don't think they gave back that much money. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, and I did find out, G, that because I bo- I got my tickets through StubHub, that I was not eligible for that refund. So, sucks to be me. Oh well, <laughs> I was happy Cena wasn't there anyway. But Orton Orton was over. Of course, it was Kyle Orton that they were cheering for, the quarterback (laughs) of the Buffalo Bills. But, uh, you know. (laughs) Which, in fact, you put in our notes the the little picture of the guy with the sign that says, this is Kyle Orton's country. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is what it is. You know, that's (laughs) part of being in a market with a shared last name. There's a match going on. And uh, it was just after they had said, oh, the Buffalo Bills are here in the crowd. And everybody starts chanting for Eric Wood, who is uh, one of the players for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> it's like, nobody gives a shit what's going on in the ring. Just let's cheer for our hometown football team because they're actually, you know, doing well this season. And I'm not complaining because I called this a month ago that everybody was going to be chanting for Kyle Orton and not Randy Orton. But I digress. That wasn't the only wrestling program on this week. Thank God for that, too. Yeah. Oh. There were some uh, fun moments on TNA this week. Yeah, the Spud segment was just brilliant. Now, I haven't seen TNA in months. Like, I think the last uh, one was the first Manhattan Center show. Well, I have to admit, I'm finding it really hard to get into and enjoy the show knowing that they're dead in a few weeks. Yeah. Two weeks, yeah, two episodes. That's it. Um, and that's kind of the weird thing about some of the stuff that happened this week because they, they're <laughs> setting up storylines that should theoretically have a lot long, much longer to go. Yeah, I realized that when I saw an advert for British Boot Camp 2 as well. I forgot the finals were supposed to be live on TNA. <laughs> They're supposed to be alive on Impact. And I'm like, wait, wait, there's no Impact. <laughs> right. <laughs> who will go... At the end of the commercial is like, who will go on to America for the final or something? And no one, because yeah. there is <laughs> yeah. well, they, They're they introducing is... new wrestlers. They're setting things up. As far as... If you weren't aware that there was no TV deal, you wouldn't realize it. That's going to be interesting. Because we still have not heard anything about if they are going to get a TV deal. Yeah, and there are no, no updates whatsoever that I've heard either. Um, no, they've been uh, preempted, so it seems they're definitely not staying on Spike, at least. Yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that more in the news. Three not weeks much. From, three not really weeks from to today. <laughs> three weeks from today. The network makes an impact. (laughs) 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 Wouldn't that be some shit? One of the questionnaires. 
because they sent out a, a network questionnaire of things like, "What do you like watching outside of WWE?" And TNA was one of the options. Huh. Uh, that that would be an interesting development, wouldn't it? If uh, okay, we can't find a U.S. television network to broadcast our program on, but uh, hey, um, maybe we can air on the WWE network. <laughs> I, wouldn't I that be interesting? Think it wouldn't be bad if the WWE Network became just the wrestling network, like if they had indies and things like that. I don't I don't think we'd see that because the whole point of the WWE Network is for everybody to be able to relive all this WWE stuff and, of course, get NXT and Superstars and Main Event and all the original programming on there. Like yeah, uh, There are people who enjoy wrestling but don't really care that much about the E. Yeah. I don't know, it's it's gonna be interesting, and maybe they'll do a model like uh, like Ring of Honor, where they'll f- start syndicating shit <laughs> and showing the show every week on the website. It's gonna be an interesting uh, couple of months after after these uh, two weeks are up to see to see where they end up. Coming soon to the network, how we won the Monday Night War two. <laughs> yeah, all one episodes of it. It, it, they they went a couple of episodes. It was like three episodes. <laughs> we put Sean and Brett on at the same time, so that when it we're done over. Bye. <laughs> they had they had Hogan. We had Sean and Brett. The fans <laughs> no, we the have fans Hogan. <laughs> That's gonna be the next. Uh, that's gonna be the next one. Like the Monday Monday Night Wars two WWE versus TNA and well you know they had the NWO come out again. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would wa- literally watch that just to see how if they were to get Dixie to see how insane she would sound. <laughs> oh my god! I, I would too for the Hogan segments to see him talk great about WWE while he was working for TNA. <laughs> That's what he's been doing on these uh, on these Monday Night War episodes. Like, oh, everything was terrible there, brother. <laughs> I I I wanted to come back and work for Vince. <laughs> okay, sure, dude. <laughs> They were just paying me too much money, brother. I was doing all these these Turner Broadcasting movies, brother. Ted Turner's paying him all this money. He's paying him all this money, and he has complete creative control over his character. And he's like, oh, I wanted to go back to work for Wits, brother. (laughs) Yeah, sure you did. (sighs) I don't know. I'd rather see uh, uh, EC3. I'd much rather see him talking about, yeah, they, they gave me an opportunity to shine, and I was really successful. Um, I developed my character in front of a mainstream audience and got a main event, and then I got a uh, beat staying, and and that would be more entertaining for me. Because I would love to see, I would love to hear hear them interview Kernagle. Well, Vince knew that they needed help, so you know he he released me and sent sent me to them so that we could they could actually get pull some ratings. See, I'd like to see EC3 just because would say Derek Bateman, former NXT superstar. Yeah. <laughs> No, I want them to. See, I want to see them bring them in as Ethan Carter and just treat him like shit. <laughs> uh, or, or as, yeah, just bring him in as Derek Bateman and have Marks not realize who he really is. Like that's Dixie's nephew. <laughs> Why are they calling him Derek? <laughs> yeah, there's not. But there, there's not only impact on Wednesday nights. There's Lucha Underground. Yeah, awesome episode. Way better than WWE. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seriously, yeah, that all that needs bad. to be said. I, hundred percent. I most enjoyable uh, forty-five minutes I spent watching wrestling this week, hands down. I, I, uh, 
I came home Thursday morning. My wife wasn't feeling well. She was she was home sick from work, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch this show. I'm gonna go to sleep for a couple hours and get up and we'll go do the shit we gotta do today. And I'm watching the show. She starts. She comes in, and starts watching the show, drops everything she's doing. Uh, you know, and she starts watching the show. She sees the intro. She's like, "This looks really stupid." <laughs> it's like that is the biggest complaint I've had so far. Is that it was especially bad last week with the, like the five minute intro that just it, yeah. I like it. She see well. She she sees the basically the plot of the show, which is oh, I'm inviting everybody to come fight at the temple. Okay, yeah, that's kind of cheesy, but wait till you see the wrestling. And then the match started with with uh, Prince Puma and John uh, John uh, Johnny Mundo against um, what was the guy's name Cortez right, and the other guy was Cisco. <laughs> Cisco. Cisco. That was the guy's name. Castro. No, the other guy yeah, was, was Cisco. Castro. Castro and Cortez. Was it Castro? I swear he said Cisco. Oh, it's Castro and Cortez. No, because we're sitting there like, really, is this dude about to... Because my wife was the one that said, is this guy about to sing the thong song? Like, that's what I was about to say. Uh, you, uh, I must have heard I wrong. I'm sure you were watching her, but... Uh... <laughs> no, the one I guy... Didn't... No, the guy was Castro, Cortez, and the other guy was Cisco. That's what it was. Wait, I'm telling yeah, I you. I think I remember that. Cause <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what it was. how Cortez is a bad name in Mexico, and I'm just thinking... But he's also named after Fidel Castro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is a job for Wikipedia. But anyway, the <laughs> match starts, and my wife is like hooked. She is. She can't take her eyes off it. She's like, "Why couldn't we get this on Monday?" Like, because we don't live in L.A. <laughs> we live in Buffalo. Let's see, Lucha Underground. Yeah, I don't know if it was because I watched it earlier in the week or it was just better, but I did enjoy this week's more than last week's. Cisco and Cortez Castro. Oh, that's what I was saying. It's Cortez Castro. Yeah, the other guy's name was Cisco. That's what I was trying to let you know. <laughs> you, you combined them into one guy, like they're uh, Los Matadores. And what the hell is Rick Long called now? Big Rick. Yeah, it's the guy on the, uh, the stairs smoking the blunt. <laughs> I love that. I love. I love the beginning. I think the beginning is different, and because it's different, it stands out. You know, one of the biggest criticisms of TNA is they're trying to be WWE light. Now we have a company that's trying not to be, and people are shitting on it. And it just proves once again, you know, we've got to complain online, on the internet, and that's probably the you know vocal minority as usual. You know, again, we're all guilty of this. I've done it. You've done it, but. Uh, People don't like it. Nah, fuck them. We got something we don't see very. We got something we don't see on on U.S. wrestling anymore, and that was a uh, intergender tag team match. I had no problems with this as well, but this is causing a bit of a stir, and I I get it. But again, it comes down to education. You know, if if you think that people exposed to this you're going to want to necessarily go out of their way to attack women or something then you're probably yeah, not very not educated like or you're probably shit, five years old <laughs> no it, it's, it's it's a lack of education and it's a lack of, of self control if you have that problem and you have bigger problems than wrestling and being able to separate fiction from reality well, what about it's Chavo like, Guerrero at the end of the show and he he's beating everybody down with the chair and then he Crack sexy skull across the uh, se- sexy star across the skull. 
Well, the chair shot thing, I'm a little bit more critical of just because of the concussion issue. But I don't care if he hits her with the chair otherwise. Fuck, man, I can, can't even think of how many times I beat the shit out of women in No Mercy, and I've never done it in real life. It's true. That, that's right? absolutely true. I would get every, yeah, any weapon, I, I get that cheese of cheese and just beat the fuck out of the, the Godfather's hose <laughs> just because I could. <laughs> Oh, I, the I, piece I, of I, cheese. Sometimes do it because it it's something they still haven't taken out of the games, depending on the game. Now, how many times have I actually done that in real life, fiction and reality? Here, folks, is zero, because I'm educated and I understand that that's not what you do in real life. You know, I'm gonna watch The Walking Dead tonight, and if I see someone staggering with a bit of blood on them in real life, I'm gonna assume they're probably drunk or crippled and hurt. I'm not gonna go fucking bash your brains in. <laughs> You know, it, it, it really bothers me, this argument about violence and influence. I mean, I understand it with little kids. And that kind of comes back to the education point, is that as a parent, it's your job. You know, it's it's the same bullshit you hear about video games that, you know, you, you know well, well, I guess we have to ban the Bible, too, because there's violence in that. The show is rated TV-14, so if you are watching with your kid... You can explain to them, hey, you know, that's that's wrong. You don't hit people with chairs, and, and you don't hit girls. There you go. Uh, they're, a- they're athletes. They want to compete with the men, and that's cool with me. You know what I mean? But I, I have no problem with it. It's just, holy shit, Chavo just hit that chick with a chair. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I totally in agreement with you about unprotected chair shots to the head. That's something in, in 2014. Yeah. Is... It's a given that I, that was that was really my only criticism of the entire episode. I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. glad you brought it up because I was planning on asking you guys about the chair yeah. shot thing. And it that, really cemented just what a massive dick he is that he would just wail on a woman with a chair. Yeah, but I mean, she could have put her arm up. Is kind of whatever she. Uh, she was wearing <laughs> a mask. She's fine. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't mask he's lead lined or some it shit. It was it was a it was a good ending to the show because Chavo's beating all these people down and she comes out and you're sitting there like if you're like me, you're like, he's not gonna fucking hit her with the chair, is he? And then he does, and it's like, oh shit, he fucking did. <laughs> you know <laughs> She's a street check, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking looking forward to seeing looking forward to seeing more of this show as it goes along and I, I will certainly have my D V R set again. Uh, next Wednesday, uh, when it airs at 8 p.m. on the El Rey Network here in the United States. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do it online. I'll try to put the occasional review up again. Um, it actually inspired me to actually do a review with last week. Having and I was gonna do one, um, but we were having site issues. I was like, well, if we're having site <laughs> issues, I'll wait till next week and we sort it out and I'll do it then. I did get the uh, the login issue solved, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. I- I yeah, know Mark I did so. an impact review with no problems on that, uh, but yeah, as far as... a bit of a delay in it appearing on the front page. As far as it there. going straight up to the front page, I don't know what's going on with that. Our, our cache is, like, taking it and being like, no, you can have it later. <laughs> Unless you go in <laughs> that, and actually clear it. I, I did everything. change a setting, so maybe I'll find out today one way or the other if it's working or not, but, uh, you know. What do you say we take a break and come back in, uh, in a few minutes? All right, I guess. A taste uh, before a thousand deaths. Yes. Thousand and the guy's crazy. name literally means a thousand deaths. <laughs> Mil muertes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fucking Judas Macias. <laughs> the, for, the former Maxine. Yeah. 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 
I liked all the character development we had. I just want to throw that out there if we're going to take a break. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hello? Hello. Greetings, y'all. Everybody went quiet. I was just like, okay, you guys are still talking. There was a lot of banter going on. You might have had audio cut out. That happens. (laughs) No, I I think we literally, like, stopped talking at the same time. (laughs) Uh, JT's got the break song this week. Yes, and this actually is... Has quite the connections to everything because you know, um, the singer of this song, um, for those who don't know, was in a band called Alter Bridge, who did one of the best wrestling themed songs, entrances, songs to be ever by the one and only Edge. Um, and the, the guitar player in this song, Mr. G, and I, we were um, story syncing with The Walking Dead. What with two weeks ago and who am i talking about mr slash and miles kennedy and the conspiracers and the song is called world on fire and here it is
Flash and Miles Kennedy, Board Wrestling Fan Radio, episode 151. We are back. You forgot the conspirators. Yeah, and the conspirators. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what it says on the album. I know. <laughs> uh, so let's see. We were talking about uh, wrestling Wednesday nights. And, of course, uh, here's... An interesting thing is well, but, uh, you know what? I'll get into that later because I'm sure it's a news bit. But uh, Friday night SmackDown, and Adam Rose turned on the bunny. <laughs> you could say he jumped him. He did. <laughs> he jumped him. <laughs> That's great. Uh. <laughs> uh. So that's uh, going to be out of pay per view then, maybe. Probably. Show. Well, yeah, that was set up uh, last week, of course, by our truth saying, "How's it feel to get up stage by your bunny?" Our <laughs> truth laying down some truth right there. Couple of cage matches on SmackDown. How about that? You don't often see a guy say, "Hey, since this cage is here, let's have another cage match." I'm really having trouble remembering SmackDown right now. There wasn't I, much I to remember, remember, to be honest with you. Cage matches. <laughs> the cage matches have become the new tag match. It, it kicked off. It was, uh, it was of course, uh, the uh, Gold and Stardust defending the tag titles against the oh, Usos yeah. in the cage. Uh, I remember that feeling like the most impotent cage match in the world because it was a regular tag match. And I, I just think every tag match in a cage should be Tornado. <laughs> it, it just really takes away from there's this big hulking thread of a cage here but it's okay we'll just stand on the outside don't worry yeah and uh, it, it just felt like it's it like it's like that tag team a tag team street fight on raw a couple of weeks ago right it's like oh better tag in and out for this street fight because there's totally <laughs> rules in this street fight i forgot that happened that no yeah <laughs> that's just weak <laughs> It's terrible, isn't it? It's t- it's so yeah. bad. But the match itself was quite good. Yes. And that, that's all I remember from SmackDown, just two tag matches. The, well, there was the two tag... Cages, two ca- and the other cage match was uh, Dolph Ziggler against Kane, which we've seen time and time again over the past couple of weeks. And we're going to see time and time again until Survivor Series. I'm sure that's true. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else happened on SmackDown because uh, I don't I'm really remember much. There either. was a veteran, but that was cut from the feed I watched, the version I watched. I, there was, was a, there was a peep oh. show. Oh, that was good. I enjoyed that. I remember I caught that early, and then I ended up going to watch other stuff and going back to SmackDown later when I was much more tired and inebriated. <laughs> I worked a long one on Friday, guys. It was one of those uh, one of those. start at 8.30 in the morning, get home from work at 11.30 at night. <laughs> so I watched World War Z, uh, not World War Z, um, the fucking Sharknado show. <laughs> There's a zombie show that the Sharknado guys are doing. Z Nation, that's what it's called. They had a Zombnado. <laughs> it was cool. And that episode was the Groundhog Day style episode of zombies. It was it was actually pretty cool. I'm really enjoying it. It's so stupid. It's good. It's like Sharknado style zombies. Good stuff. 
But uh, that Christian bit, um, we got a, a pretty pretty small amount of Christian. It was mostly Bray Wyatt and Ambrose going back and forth. I thought they they did a good job on that. I recall that pretty well now. I think I fell asleep. I I did fall asleep because I ended up waking up, catching the main event and the couple of matches before that. I was like, wait, no, I thought Adam Rose like beat up the bunny. What the fuck? I missed it. I had to go back and watch that, and then the next segment was the peep show, and I fell asleep during the ad break because I was like half out of it watching the Adam Rose segment, so I was like not reaching for the remote to fast forward through the ad break. So I actually missed the uh, peep show segment. Actually, no, I, I did catch the beginning of it because he was like babbling about how he's going to be on Haven. I don't know. Is that is is that uh, that can't be a good sign that nobody remembers much of SmackDown? <laughs> Maybe the Iron Sheik has some insight on SmackDown. Actually, he didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went <laughs> oh. to the, che- the 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 Sheik tweets, and there's not much. There, there's not a whole lot of wrestling in here, too. But here, I'll go for it. Here we go. Hello, NFL on Fox. Get me a fucking cold cold beer before I put you in the camel clutch. The legend, you never get the hangover. I break the fucking hang- hangover back, make it humble. <laughs> Fuck you and your fucking selfie. North Korea, your dick the size of midget snail pinky finger. But Dead North dog. Korea is best Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I sure remember. Dead dog, sh- <laughs> Dead dog shoot ball better than Sean Marion. At Molly Ringwald, have you ever smoked the crack? <laughs> Yes. Andy oh, Dalton, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to tell anybody. My bad. <laughs> Andy Dalton, you have the Cheetos dick. Go fuck yourself. Johnny fucking football. Go fucking fuck your fucking self. <laughs> For those who don't know, that's uh, the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Um, fuck the Ozzy Osmond. <laughs> Phil Rudd, do you not like your fucking son, Paul? You fucked up big time, Bubba. What movie What movie better, V for Vendetta or F for Go Fuck Yourself? <laughs> A-Rod equals A fucking jabroni low-life raisin balls. Grease 2, you fucking... You are punk, you low-life, no good piece of shit. I hope you get the uh, Ebola so I break your fucking neck and make you humble. <laughs> Happy Erection Day for all, that, <laughs> for all of us that that voted on Tuesday. Andrew Andrew Luck beat the fuck out of the New York like Shiki Baby beat the fuck out of the Midget Balls Andre the Giant every night. And here, here's the last one. And I had to end it on this one. I didn't go searching after this. So I'm like, this is it. In case you fucking forget, I'm the fucking legend, and you are all a fucking racing balls jabroni. <laughs> So good night, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into some news. Brought to you by AngryMarks.com, DailyWrestlingNews.com, and CheapHeat.com. Uh, of course, we'll give our shout-outs to uh, Booker T's, T-E-E-S, uh, BookerTees.com, BookerTees on Twitter. And, of course, Alice at RWRPodcast.com. And uh, what's the uh, Mets fan forever news here? Anything good? I didn't put it in there. I don't know, Mark. Did you find anything this week? 
No, I didn't put that in there, but there was a bit of interesting one I looked through myself is that Kevin Dunn, the king of ruining wrestling, is the reason we're not getting the Wrestling Legends Roundtable on the network. Apparently, he's the one who's against it. Hmm. Because that was something people really wanted when Classics on Demand ended. They've done a couple of episodes of those. Yeah, uh, but they were calling them legends. The it never became a full series. Legends of WrestleMania. But you're right. The 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 series Legends of Wrestling is available on the WWE Network, but they're not doing new episodes, which sucks because I actually really enjoyed that show. But that that's the only interesting thing I found on there. All right. Well then. Randy Orton has been pulled from all advertising for the European tour and may or may not be on the Survivor Series pay-per-view. Uh, they did tape an injury angle on Raw on Monday to explain why he's gone for a month to t- uh, film The Condemned 2, just like they did when Dean Ambrose left to film Lockdown. Because when characters are popular and hot, the best thing to do is take them off TV, especially when the roster is thin as fuck. Says yeah, stupidity. And especially... <laughs> when they're going to be in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, WWE is working on a, quote, backup plan if they can't sign Brock Lesnar uh, for a price they'd like to come back after a year, another year or two, or come back for another year or two, having him drop the title to Cena at the Royal Rumble and having Cena face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31, which would completely defeat the purpose of him beating The Undertaker. Yep. And yep. that, if it happens, don't be surprised. Yeah, way the road, Ricky. John Cena missed Raw on Monday because he was filming a guest role on NBC's uh, hit series Parks and Recreation. I don't buy that. I, I think it's <laughs> fuck Buffalo. <laughs> I don't want to go won't. to Buffalo. <laughs> it's on NBC. You won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I hear that show gets good reviews. I hear it's funny. To be perfectly honest, I've heard it's funny. I've heard a lot of shows are funny. It doesn't mean they're actually funny. That's true. Yeah, people say Bob's Burgers is funny. Oh, God. People say The Big Bang Theory is funny. Oh, God. (laughs) I've I've, I've, funny. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, 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 you know, (laughs) people say Roar is funny. I once heard South Park was funny. <laughs> South Park is funny. Well, that's the point, though, right? Some people yeah. have different tastes. So, it, I mean, who are we to judge? We watch well, I, I'll give you a perfect example. I went out and I saw this comedian uh, last Thursday. Uh, her name's Wendy Liebman. And my mom, the next day on Facebook, sees my posts about me going to the show. She says, that lady is not funny. I saw her on America's Got Talent, and blah, 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 and she's terrible. And I watched these videos you posted. I didn't laugh once. I said, Mom, comedy is su- subjective, and the prime example of that is you like Jay Leno. As we say in England, different strokes for different blokes. <laughs> I I haven't actually caught Parks and Recreation. I was just trying to make sure that we remember we shouldn't shit on other people's shows. No, no, I, I don't. We have, we're, we're probably the biggest victims of anything on television of being judged. Yeah, yeah. we we really are. <laughs> well, the credit where credit is due, that's uh, Amy Poehler's show. <clears throat> and I actually really did enjoy her run on SNL when she was one of the news anchors with uh, Tina Fey. I thought they were they were actually a pretty refreshing tandem. 
Um, I always DVR SNL. I don't always watch all of it, but I, I do like the news. I've always liked that that news dust segments, even with people that you know weren't considered funny by some people, quote unquote. <laughs> Dennis Miller comes to mind. I thought I loved Dennis Miller on the news anchor back in the eighties. He was great, in my opinion. But a lot of people think he sucks, and I get it. It's the Jay Leno example. Yo. <laughs> I want to point out that Jay Leno was back on the Tonight Show as a guest uh, this sometime uh, over the past week, and uh, they shared this picture uh, and it's got a quote from his uh, stand-up bit that he did and it says have you gotten this phenomena called binge watching where you watch the whole season of a TV show in one sitting so how does this work what you come home from work Friday night put on a pair of Depends sit on the couch until Monday I commented I said is this what passes for comedy these days like that's how is that funny like just because you don't understand what binge watching is you know, hey, if that's how you want to binge watch a show, go right ahead. You know, but just because you don't get it doesn't mean it's funny. I don't know. Hulk Hogan was sad about. Uh, you, you know, you said that just as I was laughing at the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Some people, people find different things funny. Brother. <laughs> Hulk Hogan Brother. was. Hulk Hogan was sad about John Cena missing Raw. Said, "Sad day for America." He said, well, "You know something? Let me tell you something, Mean G. Bro, it's a sad day for America, brother. WWE Universe, dude. Rusev as the dude champion makes me sick, brother. John Cena, where are you when we need you, dude?" Arby's had a roast beef sale on, <laughs> brother. He was at Pastamania. Where did everybody go? <laughs> Arby's. Oh, speed sale. I've been trying to find that commercial online for years. Still no luck. Hogan also thinks the Cena heel turn would have had the opposite effect. Well, you know something, brother. If John Cena ever turned heel, dude, and really showed some of Hollywood Hogan's tricks and backstabbing talents, brother, I think the people would cheer him out of the building, dude. I think the fans would go crazy, brother. I'm not talking about brothernomics. I'm talking about being a stone-cold, heartless, no-good, bad guy, brother. I think Cena could pull it off, brother. Did you say brothernomics? That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. And the, the funny thing is, is he says this, and it's like, um, yeah, he uh, Cena's already done this. He turned heel, and he they cheered him out of the building. That's why they turned him back to face. Yeah. He turned face, by the way, in Buffalo. <laughs> uh, and Hulk Hogan regrets having a leg drop for a finisher his whole career. Hold on a second. Sorry, I had to take a drink. <laughs> well, you know something, brother. As far as Washington goes, me and G, I would have changed one thing, dude. And it really wasn't thinking, dude. <laughs> I said it wasn't really thinking. <laughs> my whole brother, brother, my whole gimmick, dude, was the largest arms in the world, dude. I was the first guy to have big arms, brother. I mean, Billy Graham's had, I mean, preacher Billy Graham had them, brother. But <laughs> it, it was my arms that were bigger. I was way over 350,000 pounds, brother. And I had the largest arms in the world, in the, in the, in the whole space-time continuum, brother. So why the leg brought, brother? Why well, land on my tailbone for 35 years and have nine back surgeries? Actually, it was six because, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm invincible, brother. 
when if you're working the gimmick, brother, and you've got the largest arm in the world, why wouldn't you use a sleeper, brother? It is kind of retarded when you think about it. <laughs> no like comment, that. brother. I don't like that word. <laughs> it is kind of stupid when you think about it. I don't like that <laughs> that R word. <laughs> oh, I thought you were referring to the word brother. No. I, 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 this whole show is based around the word brother, so I can't hate the word brother. <laughs> brother. Needs more Jack. Yeah. Sp- speaking of brother, we'll probably get George back in a few weeks. Just so everybody knows, I, I was talking to, I was out with him yesterday, and uh, he's just uh, working really hard for this gig he's got coming up November twenty second at the Evening Star in Niagara Falls with his new band Filthy. But uh, that's another story. Bad news for the United Kingdom: the launch of the WWE Network in the UK. We know something, brother. The launch of the WWE <laughs> Network, brother. It, it, it has been delayed until further notice, dude. Nice vocal hesitation, just like the real Hulk Hogan on TV promoting the network. Yeah, tomorrow's roar is going to be fun. It was literally like 15 minutes before it was supposed to launch that they said, um, yeah, we're delaying yeah. this again. Well, that was the Sky TV. It was, that's what it's all about. They they have the rights to the pay-per-views still, so... Yeah, that's... Well, Sky Sports is denying that they're responsible for the delay in the WWE Network's launch in the UK. Oh, they are. <laughs> Hi, all. Go please ahead. be advised that the delay of the WWE Network is in no way related to Sky. As previously advised, this is an independent service, which Sky will not be providing. Vince McMahon apologized to WWE fans in the UK for the network delay, then WWE deleted the video. A transcript of what he said still exists. We appreciate your patience as we work through the details of the rollout and potential partnerships. On behalf of WWE, I want to personally apologize for the delayed launch of WWE Network here in the United Kingdom. There's no one more important than each and every one of you in the WWE universe, especially here in the United Kingdom, where we shared so many great memories together. I assure you that we were working day and night to launch WWE Network as quickly as possible, and I promise that WWE Network will be well worth your wait. Again, thank you for understanding. Days later, and this is why the first bit was deleted and Sky was just, you know, talking bullshit, we would get the following. It's now being reported that the UK release will be as a Sky TV subscription channel, similar to how WWE partnered with Rogers in Canada. Or is it? It appears reports that Sky Sports would be offering WWE Network as a premium channel were premature and based on incorrect information from customer service reps answering inquiries about the network. Nobody knows. Yes, Mark, the signs are going to be very interesting. (laughs) What a mess. What a mess. They are planning to chant, where's the network? And there are people who are saying they're not coming at all. It's going to be fun. I might actually enjoy Raw for once. I got a a bit of breaking news here uh, about it, too. Uh, There's no reason to save this till the end of the show. Speaking of the network, they're covering the logo for it with tape to not piss off the UK fans at the house shows. I was yeah, I just about that. to say that because I saw that picture. Yeah, Wait, is that too. genuine? Yes. That's genuine. That was, that was up yesterday. I think I saw it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I saw it yesterday. And apparently they were playing the audio uh, from this Vince McMahon clip that we just uh, we just read. And um, they were in Ireland. <laughs> Which is not part of the United Kingdom. So the fans started booing them. 
<laughs> well, well, they should have prefaced. They should have just made it sound like it was a Brian thing again. Yeah. This time we mean it, guys. We're honestly sending this to Brian. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's even more amusing? Bad News Barrett wasn't even over there. He was in Canada. Jeez. I'm not kidding you. He was he was doing uh, one of the soccer shows yesterday. He was a guest commentator on the uh, the panel talking about the game. Well, you know who was over there? That is Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, and The Ascension, all booked for the European Tour, which began Wednesday in London, England. Oh, the bunny's got a fight. We know that much. Yeah. And they use, they've been using those guys on the house shows, so... Eh, they, it is what it is. they were... None of them appeared before the live crowd on Monday, but they were all on the SmackDown tapings on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, well, Sami Zayn had a match against, He, he was uh, on the main event, on, that's right. Yeah, I watched that. I watched that before we uh, did the show today. It was a pretty good match. I bet it was. Uh, WWE Network will hold an ECW week this week. It starts Monday with a live special called ECW Exposed, where Joey Styles and Paul Heyman will take questions from the viewers. I have Eva Marie. I hope they aren't filtered. Uh, it says Paul Heyman, Joey Styles will take fan questions for next week's ECW Exposed on Twitter uh, via hashtag ECW Exposed. Uh, Joey Styles reveals who will be on ECW Exposed. Chris Jericho, Shane Douglas, Psychosis, and Too Cold Scorpio. I better call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let her know. That's actually an interesting panel. I, it I is. Kinda, that, that I'm, I'm looking forward to if, if I can find a way to access it. <laughs> um, yeah. Of course I can. <laughs> but <laughs> well, is, is there any names left off the list? Uh, you're, you're more of a, an old school fan than myself, Joe, or JT as well. Mark, feel free to toss some <laughs> names out there that you would have liked to see. I, I just think sh- having Shane Douglas on this thing is brilliant. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I was surprised the first time I saw him on, like, one of these, you know, WWE countdown shows or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Because, like, wait a minute, Shane Douglas, when the fuck did he start talking to WWE again? <laughs> um, as far as anybody left off the list that would be available, I can't think of anybody. Sandman. Yeah, okay. Sandman. If he's sober enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sandman would be interesting for sure. You'd probably fall asleep halfway through. New Jack. New Jack is who I would, New Jack would, would say. New Jack would be the guy. But, I mean... <laughs> we know that's not happening. Yeah, you know that's not happening. You're, insane. Especially not You're on a live broadcast. Alive. Not on a live broadcast. You do not put New Jack <laughs> on a live fucking broadcast. Unless it's like a show like this where he could say whatever the hell he wants. But <laughs> you don't put him on, on the WWE Network live. That guy, unbelievable. You ever watch like these shoot DVDs, these these documentaries they've done over the years with New Jack, and he's just fucking off his off his rocker, man. He's nuts. <laughs> there, there's one guy I think who, who could speak uh, rather well and have a lot of insight if they were willing to reach out to him. I'd be Raven. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Because you know he started off with them. And then, of course, as we know, he bounced through the rest of everybody. Yeah. So he 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 could have definitely a lot of uh, stories to tell. I don't I I don't know what his stance is with the WWE. I don't remember. If well, he, did he didn't leave on on bad grounds with him, he sued he just, them uh, though. 
He sued Sorry? them, so so you know I don't think they would want him back. Oh, okay. He was one of the ones that sued him over uh, being treated as a uh, contractor instead of an employee. I, I think was the uh, was the deal with that. Now, another guy that would be good to have to talk about ECW, but is unavailable because he works for the competition, and that is Taz, who went on Twitter. At Heyman Hustle, at Joey Styles, at WWE Network, I guess for a movement slash company that so many bashed, ripped, and laughed at, uh, still is relevant. Too funny. And Paul Heyman responded, huge difference between relevant and exploited, uh, which I'll be happy to explain Monday night. Which is why I'm actually really looking forward to uh, to seeing this, because that's going to be a very interesting... Uh, Depending on what he says, it's going to be very interesting, and and to see how limited uh, they let him speak, I guess. Yeah, I hope Taz and Tommy Dreamer both just get drunk and start sending weird stuff in. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. Well, you know, something that we're going to easily be comparing this to was that DVD that just came out only months ago. And I mean, I'm not sure what else he could say. That, that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in. Is is it going to be more or less a rehash of stuff like that? Or is, is there going to be more of a leash on him? Because well, he was very, he was pretty critical at moments for sure. And telling for, in, in that DVD. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested as well, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned that there won't be really anything new. Or he'll be heavily censored in some areas that I'd like to hear more about. But again, we'll see. I'm intrigued. I, I wasn't aware until right now that that's what this was, is a uh, uh, call-in kind of show or, a, you know, a tweet-in kind of show anyway. Um, so it'd be like, uh, you remember the show uh, Bite This or, or Livewire? We've been seeing a lot of clips from lately on the internet, mm-hmm. which was, uh, which those clips were great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Vic Venom. Like, oh, fuck, you're not. Shut up, Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> It's got a you know a, t- a tweet coming from an ECW wrestler looking for his paycheck from like 2001. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul's just like, yeah, it's in the mail. I'll see you at the bingo hall on the on the weekend. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Paul. <laughs> we. I I was about to go into this next story a little bit earlier, but then I figured it was in the news, and I would uh, save my uh, little piece on this for now uh, which is uh, Smackdown is uh, now moving to Thursdays starting January 15th and the feeling is that NXT will move to Wednesday nights uh, starting January 14th Uh, WWE CMO Michelle Wilson has confirmed the news since Smackdown is moving to Thursdays NXT is moving to Wednesdays starting mid-January so the two shows are not head to head now this is the interesting thing for me particularly is I work Sundays through Thursdays, overnights. I leave my house at 8.30 on the nights that I work. So there is not going to be a night that I am off work and there is pro wrestling airing in the United States because there's no show Friday, there's no show Saturday. It's okay, Joe. You'll get over it. I did that for years. Right. Well, I'm used to it. You know, I and and when I'm home, I don't watch SmackDown anyway. I I end up DVRing it and either forgetting about it or 
watching it like Saturday night, Sunday morning, something like that. You know, it's just gonna save you time anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like I I work on my own Mondays, Fridays, and any day TNA is working or on. I was working for many, many, many years until this year. I'm actually home when Raw's on. I'm not fucking watching that shit live, <laughs> right? I, mean, I don't blame on. you. Fast forward, man. I, that was the longest you, damn three hours of my life sitting through that. You're going to save like 45 minutes to an hour just from commercials and replays. Right out of the gates, you're saving, you're making it a two-hour show. Yeah. So this is not a bad thing. The only downside is spoiler dodging, if that's a real big issue to you with social media. And I mean, that, that is to some people. I, I can understand that. And I've had a few. And, 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 and you're aware that I do try my best to stay off of Facebook on Monday nights until I get a chance to watch Raw and and now Gotham. There you go. So I I I'm off of social media from like eight thirty on Monday nights until like four o'clock Tuesday mornings. <laughs> it's one of those things where if, usually if you if you're doing it that way that approach that's generally mine. Um, it, only the really big events where the casual fan or even the people who stop watching get the news somehow like I, I can only count on my hand a few a few things where I actually like got text message directly or like a phone call like my brother had stopped wrestling uh, the night after Benoit um, was discovered dead and they had that tribute show and he called me he's like yeah I'm, I'm at the bar watching a hockey game here and I got Raw on the other screen and like what the hell's going on it looks like a tribute show for Benoit you know that mm-hmm. that that was like an example of like it's hard, man. And the Jerry Lawler dying on Raw and coming back to life um, thing. I got a text message from uh, a, who was it? Simbersky uh, actually. He's like, "Holy shit!" So, you know, it's it's pretty rare. You should be okay, man. You, that, <laughs> it's worth it, man. It's so worth it for the time. Oh, I know. Well, and and like I said, now that I'm watching Gotham on Monday nights too, it's kind of like okay, now I double have to stay off of Facebook. Did, did you see Gotham this week yet? I did. Good episode. I What I typically do is I will go to work and I will obtain a copy of Gotham and a copy of Monday Night Raw. And Gotham will finish first. And then as soon as I'm done watching Gotham, my tablet will just switch right over to Monday Night Raw. So I'll be able to watch them all right in a row, uh, which, is, which is great. Um, but uh, this past Monday, of course, being at Raw, I just... Like, oh shit, I better set my DVR for Gotham. So at Raw, I've got the Time Warner Cable app on my phone. I'm like, okay, set the DVR. And then it's like, you already have two things recording, dumbass. Oh, no. It's like, oh shit, okay, well I don't need to record The Simpsons. Yeah, you don't. (laughs) I have an app where I can watch every single episode now for free legally. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, I would just delete that. It's a serious recording from your DVR altogether. Yeah, I'm I'm just too lazy to do that. I, I I think what it is is I like to come home and I'll put it on just to fall asleep during the commercials. <laughs> you know. No, oh, fair enough. Yeah. So that that I, there's another interesting aspect, of course, we were talking about uh, TNA earlier, and that of course would put NXT theoretically, if they got a new deal, and it's remained on the current time slot, up against them, but. I don't think we're gonna have to worry about that. It doesn't seem that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
things are picking up at speed as Kevin Owens, or Kevin Steen as you might know him, nears his NXT live debut in December. He's worked out for Triple H personally to show what he could do, and a whole series of vignettes have been taped to promote his appearance. By the way, uh, Prince Devitt debuted this week on NXT as Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the accent over the E designates it as Baylor. They were saying, which, and I know, but they were saying Balor, so it's okay, whatever, Finn Balor. Like, oh, <laughs> shit, yes. And then they say Balor, and I'm just. It's, it's America, Mark. <laughs> I it's like right. Seth Rollins. It it spoke Rollins. <laughs> yeah, that's a boot time to get that figured out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let, let's go play some footy. It, it, it <laughs> was some a freedom fries, though. <laughs> we'll eat freedom fries at Freedom Tower with freedom toast, then have some freedom kisses. That's <laughs> right. Have a hot dog. No Frankfurt or syrup. At, at, at the Freedom Quarter. Down in New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) Freedom. On a scale of one to America, how free are you tonight? (laughs) Well, well, I don't know if you heard, but we're going back to be Merca again because we we voted up all them Democrats out. We got the Republicans back in. Merca. Everything's going to be freedom. Everything's gonna be free except for healthcare and gay marriage and drug rights. <laughs> and them women, them women, we we get control of the, the men's get to control the women's bodies now too. Uh, well, speaking of guys coming to NXT, Mike Bennett and WWE are in talks to work out a WWE contract to bring both him and former WWE diva Maria Kanellis back to the company. Uh, it would still be a few weeks, and he'd obviously still have to do medical testing and then report to NXT. Uh, but the feeling is that they like Mike, and getting the popular and sexy Maria back as well makes them an unbeatable package. Your cell phone is right. Yes. I think... <laughs> The, the the funny thing here, of course, is the whole history with the Bella Twins and Maria. That's, you know, and of course, the, who the Bella Twins are fucking. So, I don't know. I wonder how the, if, if uh, they're just going to tell him to shut the fuck up. We are uh, <laughs> bringing him back. Deal with it. Or if uh, Nikki's going to, like, go to John and, not, you know, try to push him to push them to say no. It would be interesting. It's a soap opera, folks. Ha <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, apparently that was the deal with the Bellas. They wouldn't. Co- they would refuse to come back if um, Maria Canales had anything to do with the company. So, eh. yeah, there was a story that came out that she was supposed to be on Total Divas or something, and they said no. Yeah, uh, that's the head scratcher there. But I think uh, you know what's best for business. <laughs> They'll probably just tell them to shut up, bitches. Go get another fucking breast implant. Get a third. <laughs> yeah. Then actually go get a brain implant and like look at your wallet and compare it to John's. You you want him to have more? <laughs> right. I mean he can't give that loan to Daniel Bryan, Keith Abe, you know. <laughs> so stupid. Your sister's gonna be homeless. And she, where is she gonna get a razor to shave off that beard? <laughs> no, that other beard. <laughs> oh. Ah fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. Okay. 
I went too far enough. Hey, speaking <laughs> of going too far, what did Renee Young do this week? She's been chewed out for dressing up as a Native American zombie. Uh, the photo was on, uh, what did she put that on, Instagram? And, uh, you know, that's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> People yeah. are too damn sensitive. As I think it was G said, if, if that's racist, what, what the fuck isn't? <laughs> I looked what? and what the hell? there's nothing wrong. What the hell? Native Americans can't be zombies? What the fuck? That I read the story and that does seem to be the issue. That people took offense at the fake blood. <laughs> it's so it, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it really it really is a sign of how far this PC culture, you know, um, what 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 is Mark might remember? I know he sometimes listens to MLW. What is what is Conan called again? Like bitchified or pussified? Pussified. Now that's the sexist term in itself. If you read into it wrong, but it, it is certainly getting a little bit silly. Like if you actually look at your costume, it actually doesn't look that inaccurate. It's kind of, I, and it's not like she's like, you know, painting her face red. She looks like a zombie. She's covered with grime and blood. That's a very different look, but. Oh well, oh well. People power. <laughs> uh, well, you know she does work for a racist company, and apparently Alberto Del Rio is not the only one to think so. Because Mestizas, the former Sin Cara, formerly known as Mystico, is the latest to claim racism in WWE after former star Alberto Del Rio has widely blasted them for the same thing. Mestizas says that employees would frequently make racist remarks and then try to disguise them as being said as a joke. Now, let me tell you about the time I heard about this story. <laughs> because it was the most ridiculous fucking thing I'd ever seen. I, I was on a uh, website that I frequent uh, for my wrestling news, and I was reading the comments. And there's all these people like, wait, when the fuck did Sin Cara start, talking in, uh, start speaking English? <laughs> that was going to be what I was going to say. I didn't think he spoke English. But my point is, who the fuck said he said it in English? <laughs> he was he said it to a Spanish speaking website. The hell, I'm looking at the link right now. A veces lo, los gringos son muy racistas. <laughs> like okay, he said it to a Spanish speaking website. I'm sure he totally said it in English. That reminds me, I know it's off topic, but did anyone catch what the fans were chanting at Chavo? I call it puto, and I've learned that means faggot, but that's it. No, I didn't. I couldn't make out what they were saying. Yeah. Because they were just, they were really having fun calling him a wide number of things. <sighs> oh, well. But seriously, that was like the big uproar on this on this site I was on. Is oh, since when can he speak English? Like, nobody fucking <laughs> said he said it in English. <laughs> the, the, the main thing is he's like, oh, me too. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, but you're also assuming that they didn't have people speaking to him in Spanish. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Is like people were just like, why why did he say this in English? Like he probably didn't. Yeah, well, exactly that. I I don't know. I mean, we don't know who said what or what. It's all obviously hearsay, but I mean, there's a lot of people that speak Spanish in the US that are probably employed for the WWE, right? Uh, I'm sure Bobby Air speaks Spanish. If, okay, I, I'm going to read from the source article here. Okay. 
La salida de Alberto Del Rio de, w, de WWE fue muy polemicia. <laughs> it's in fucking Spanish. Mm-hmm. Check the source article. It's in Spanish. The says what it says. That's true. Yeah, but the, the, the comments that were being made toward him might have very well been in Spanish. Yeah, maybe. Because there's probably, it must have had people who were communicating with him if he didn't speak English. And the only way they could do that <clears throat> is either sign language or, you know, hieroglyphics. No, it would have been Spanish. <laughs> Someone had to tell him, look, dude, you got to go out there and botch. Remember, that's your thing. <laughs> All right. So, in the translation, sometimes the gringos are racist. The departure of Alberto Del Rio. It would be interesting if the reason he kept botching or and being a crybaby is because someone was messing with him, and they were telling him to do that. <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess that's how it works in America. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, no, maybe probably not, but I mean, still. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, we won't know until either more comes out or, you know, something. Maybe it was that, you know that tell-all shoot interview in Spanish will get translated properly to English <laughs> for us non-Spanish speaking folks yeah. good news uh, well uh, no, I skipped something here Gerald Briscoe is now trying to recruit mixed martial artists and hockey players for the WWE I love hockey but I don't see the connection with that one uh, it looks like hockey. Milan Lucic very, has a post-hockey career <laughs> and they're very physical and they like to fight <laughs> That's true. It is physical. I think they could transition um, fighting is well. not really as prominent as it once was. It's there, but it's that's being phased out slowly through uh, Maybe the fact that it's such a big money sport and it's all about being physical more than fighting now. That if you can't play, you're probably not getting a job. Yeah, but they're uh, just, per- perhaps it. they're looking to bring back the goon. Yeah, but maybe John Scott. I don't know. There's not <laughs> many options out there. <laughs> what the fuck else is he going to do, right? Yeah, he's one, of, he's one of the maybe three or four guys left in the whole league that has that role. Like, it's... I get I get bombarded with hockey news up here, obviously, right? And it's 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 been a topic for over a decade about the phasing out of fighting and that it's inevitable. So, I, that's why... I, I mean, that's why I was wondering, what the fuck? Like, I could see that back in the day when you had, like... You know more goodery going on, but it's really not that often you see fights with guys that that's their only job anymore. It's, it's pretty much like three or four guys out of seven hundred that actually have that gig, and I bet you in five years none of them will. But if you're getting paid millions of dollars, man, you better be able to play for that fucking team, right? Hasn't John Scott scored like two goals this year? <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? he actually scored this year. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when he scored his first goal for the Sabres like towards the end of the season last year and it's like holy shit really that fucking guy scored <laughs> with the MMA thing that like that makes a lot more sense but I guess you know I do agree with you Mark on the point that it is physical and taking bumps is like taking checks in many ways that's a, really? that is a good observation it's not like football players fight but they get in because as you said they learn to really take a hit and they're pretty physical yeah, if yeah. it's a highly demanding physical sport, I think they can transition quite well. The thing is, though, they don't build their bodies uh, muscle-wise the same way. They're all about like speed and quickness more so than anything. So that that's another interesting thing is their build. Like, I, I you know, it's, it's very different. Very yeah, different. That's true. 
getting momentum on ice is very different than turf. But uh, hey, if they bring back Bud, they could have guys like doing jobs with skates, man. That'd be sweet. <laughs> Get Happy Gilmore up in there, man. We're gonna bring back the goon. <laughs> <laughs> Big guy with a mullet. Try to ever get a penalty for trying to stab a guy with a skate. That's <laughs> yeah. where advisors though. Big guy with a mullet and a, and a <laughs> New Jersey Devils jersey without the logo. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Drink back, Rob Ray. It's like a manager. <laughs> uh, Razor's doing the television broadcast series. The color analyst. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's on. Uh, he, he gets a lot of TV time. Cemetery graveyard. I love that guy. That's what he by, calls his arms. <laughs> by yeah, I know. By the way, I'm very glad to report that Rick Jennerett, the Sabers, longtime TV broadcaster oh, yeah. and, and the longest broadcaster in uh, currently tenured in hockey, uh, he is his cancer is in remission. Very glad yep. to glad to have gotten that news and, and to hear that. Yeah, very good news. I, I caught that as well. Yeah, uh, they had a there was a video of him. On the uh, pregame show, which uh, I, I caught on the on the uh, website there, and uh, it was good to see, good to see him, good to see him. Uh, well, speaking of uh, coming back, the good news for Santino Morella, he just just got cleared to train his upper body. Time to check the ego at the door and start from the beginning. Here we go at tf underscore Canada hashtag fitness. But bad news for Bo Dallas. WWE.com has learned that Bo Dallas has suffered an injury to his left foot. As a result, Dallas is expected to be out of action for six to eight weeks. Believe that. <laughs> and ugly news for Zack Ryder fans. Ryder tweets, Sorry to my European Zack Pack won't be making the tour this year. I'll let you know why, uh, let you know why in a few days when I have definite news. Uh, which, of course, the internet went crazy like, Oh, they fired him. Nope. The internet people love to twist words and make a story. Here's the deal. I tore my rotator cuff. Okay. Need surgery. Relax. Yeah, he's actually twisting it a little bit around now. And he's uh, tw- tw- uh, just tweeted today that Rusev, uh, Rusev crushed me. And there's a picture of him with the ice pack on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I got to see Zack Ryder get dismantled. <laughs> you know, it, it, hey, I, I, I would make an effort to work that in. Why not, right? You know the guy's injured. Make just build up Rusev that much more. Why not? If yeah. he's, he's he's willing to play along. Perfect. He crushed Zack Ryder, and then he won the U.S. the U.S. title from Sheamus. There you go. I'll tell you what. I I did watch the match after I got home uh, on on dot com on uh, on the network rather, and um, that was not that bad of a match on TV. I think Sheamus was built up to look good, actually. Uh, you know, I for, think that's probably by design. They're gonna have to have like rematches because they want to spread this thing out, right? A little bit. I would expect they have a rematch at the pay per view. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, Rusev's got to hold this thing, though, man. I don't know what they're gonna do if they're gonna do the the Russia title or you know maybe mount the gold star on the front of it. They they, they should do something like that at some point. That would be kind of fun. I'd be willing to bet that's uh, where they're going to go with it. It's, it's something along those lines. We handed the title to Vladimir Putin, and he gave us this. Yep. We have an extra title, comrade. <laughs> the Putin title. 
So oh, I'll put Putin's face on the side panel. So we did. We didn't uh, see him while we were waiting out back. But Rey Mysterio was in Buffalo, meeting with Vince McMahon backstage at Raw. Uh, it was his first face to face since leaving due to injury months and months ago. Uh, the creative team is still trying to come up with things for Mysterio to do, but Mysterio has made it clear he doesn't want to return, having already turned down an offer from WWE to appear on the Mexico tour when they asked him to come back because advanced ticket sales were slow. Uh, Mysterio sees the kind of money the former Sin Cara can command for indie dates, reportedly 5000 a show. Uh, and thinks he could do just as well as better, uh, just as well or better, uh, and also believes that he could be a top star for Lucha Underground. When Mysterio's contract expired six months ago, Vince McMahon actually shook hands with Ray as though they were parting ways, and made the decision to extend Mysterio's contract due to missed dates for injury. After that, so there you go, Ray Mysterio, not interested, but they want him. WWE has not yet officially responded to Billy Jack Haynes' lawsuit. Most of CM Punk's, we talked about this last week, CM Punk's available merchandise sold out right after WWE re-added it to WWE shop, but it's already been restocked. So the mystery continues. Yes. Uh, This is good news that will read like bad news at first. The debut episode of Lucha Underground drew 18,000 viewers, not 800,000. The reason that's good news, though, is because El Rey is a channel that only recently launched, has limited distribution so far, and it turns out that their most watched show so far, other than that, is from... uh, or that, uh, that Lucha Underground is the most watched show other than from Dusk Till Dawn, the series. Mm Mm-hmm. The Raw pre-show on YouTube only did 2,500 live viewers. And there's an update, too. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the Wednesday show is up. I guess it would be 150%. Uh, 29,000 viewers. Okay. So, considering uh, the Dust Till Dawn show was getting what they were actually getting only about 8,000. So, this is, I think, the highest rated show on their on their uh, channel now. Could be. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot, but... Good. Yeah, it's a limit, very limited household, you know. Most of us have to go out of our way to find it elsewhere, so. Yeah, I'm fortunate that I'm able to actually uh, catch it on TV, and they, they are now showing uh, the previous week's episode at 7 p.m. before the new episode's debut at 8 uh, Eastern on El Rey Network on Wednesday nights. Smart, very smart. Global Force Wrestling teased a big announcement for Tuesday morning, and it turned out that it was just that they are broadcasting the New Japan pay-per-view on January 4th, which we already knew. Hey, good job, GFW, for being redundant. Reports that Spike would air a best of, would air best of TNA episodes after the deal runs out appear to be exaggerated. A movie is set to premiere in two weeks' time during Impact time slot. Well, three weeks. I might have messed that up. Okay. There's no new Impact Wrestling episode scheduled for the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, Spike TV will instead air the movie End of Watch that Wednesday night. Uh, It appears that after Thanksgiving, TNA will run Best of Episodes on Spike for the month of December. Which means we don't get that goddamn turkey suit. (laughs) Yeah, apparently not. Robbie E. and Brooke Tessmacher survived to fight another day. They tied for third on the Amazing Race this week, with two teams finishing behind them. The show now takes a one-week hiatus and returns November 21st. At this rate, they might still be on TV while Impact Wrestling is not. (laughs) (laughs) 
fucked up, eh? <laughs> okay, and finally, WGN America has announced a new reality series called Wrestling with Death. Wrestling with Death is a family docu-series that introduces the Lathams of Oskila, Arkansas, morticians by day who run the Wilson Funeral Home, and professional wrestlers by night who run the Mid-Southern <laughs> Championship Wrestling League, uh, which I'm sure is not to be confused with Mid-South Wrestling. <laughs> Twelve half-hour episodes have been ordered with a premiere date of January 13th, 2015 at 10 p.m. Eastern, which is the day before NXT goes to Wednesday nights. I don't know why that sounds so interesting. It could be interesting. It could be interesting. Who knows? Might be worth a watch. Yeah, I, I just I thought that kind of not only because it's like a new show that would be should be in the notes, but I mean, it's kind of first thing that popped into my mind was Paul Bearer and the Undertaker, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> How could it not? You know, it's like. Obviously, uh, Paul Bearer, you know, rest in peace and whatnot, but that was kind of his background in a way. So, yeah, it's true. Absolutely true. It's another example of uh, morticians getting into the wrestling business. Like, I guess it means Paul Bearer actually a legit mortician. Yes, he was. Shower thought, just for Mark. There you go, buddy. (laughs) Fridge moment. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those weird facts that uh, you know, all those wrestlers in that era had the day jobs and everything. And well, here's an example of a guy who legit that was his day job. <laughs> what are the odds? You know, the dumpster trossy actually does you know get your garbage in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robo JT is back. That's like must like, be like a four o'clock thing. I guess right at the end of the show every week you get that. At John Report tweets, I've had a few people send me this pic of the WWE ring in England covering up WWE Network logo. Tape cost nine ninety nine. But that's the official WWE logo from now on, so there's no point in covering it up. Well, they're covering up the network part of it. The WWE logo is still there, but they're covering up the word network. That's <laughs> just. Nancy, it's the Barbara Streisand effect. Nancy Brinker of Susan G. Komen thanked WWE on Twitter for raising over $1.5 million for the fight against breast cancer during the month of October in which WWE turned pink and sold merchandise with a percentage of profits going to the cause. Anybody else have anything to add? Uh, I got some good news. Yes. Uh, Eva Maria is recovering from an undisclosed injury. Hmm. So, Paradigm is happening, I'm told. Interesting. <laughs> she, she's recovering from her talentectomy. <laughs> uh, she's so worthless. Uh, just scrolling through. There's not a lot. Like little things that may or may not be relevant. Like, I guess Roman Reigns had some acting classes this weekend. I've seen that a number of times. Yeah, I Yay. saw that. Well, actually, he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> as really much does. as we diss Eva Marie, it still makes me laugh that the, one of the first things she did was call Jerry Lawler a pervy old man. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but who doesn't do that? <laughs> yeah, <sighs> pretty much everyone does. Yeah. 
I actually saw the king driving by in it when we were standing out back of the arena the other day. Yeah, and AJ Lee said she's too old for him. That was also a good one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we saw we saw Jerry Lawler drive by. Uh, I saw Lillian Garcia drive by, and I saw them bring in some like Mattel action figure stuff from a truck that had like a trailer on it with the old WWE logo on it. Hmm. And I, of course, I saw the Ascension. I saw my buddy saw Sami Zayn. Other people said that we had just missed Road Dog when we got there. So. <laughs> There's a YouTube link of uh, Macho Man and uh, Vince McMahon at a Denny's in Syracuse around 1993 or 94. I just found interesting. Yeah, it's... Uh-huh. Hey, there's a little JT. Why are you <laughs> up so late? <laughs> Well, actually, 1993 and 1994 was what 15, 16 years old. So, <laughs> not a little, not a little kid. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Would have, up, would have been up that late. More, more at that uh, troublemaking teenager years. <laughs> and myself would be in about the same age too. So, because we're almost the same age. Uh, I don't know. I don't see any anything else really popping out um, for news. I think that we. Of course, you know, once we go out there or something big will break, I'm sure, but Oh, it usually does. Oh, we'll be proven wrong in five minutes. That's true. Alright, so I'm at Think So Joe at G of the Internet at random redhead at Mark underscore noise. We are at Wrestling That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels on Twitter, Facebook.com slash board wrestling fan. Or you can uh, of course listen to this podcast on boardwrestlingfan.com live every Tuesday uh, Sunday at two PM Eastern. On BWFradio.com. Cheapheat.com distributes this show, and you can get it on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe. Give some love on iTunes. Get our rating up. We'll see you next week. And Soviet Russia podcast listens you. (laughs) Kane's still tripping. Good acid he's on. (laughs) 